Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello and happy Thanksgiving to you all. This is the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla. Of course, I'm your mayor of Thanksgiving. This man next to me is your vice mayor of Thanksgiving. One and only uh, Thunder Drumstick himself, Jesse Friedman. Jesse, happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. I I hope you uh, have a wonderful day with your family. I hope everybody out there has a wonderful day with your families. That's what this is all about. Should you be cooking right now, Derek? We probably should be cooking right now. Well, I I should be cooking. I'm not saying we. Yeah, we. Right, you're the the dad in your household. Clearly, that's your responsibility. I told you, we abandoned turkey this year in my household. We went to ribs and ribs. Slow, slow cooking. They're easy to, to take care of. I'm going to throw them on the grill right before we eat them. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's a, it's a big upgrade there. It's it really is. Upgrade. It really is. And let me tell you, because uh, because ham is also popular during this time of the year, yes. ribs are inexplicably cheap. So, hey, go get go get some of that meat. Like, don't let anybody tell you what you need to have as a main dish on Thanksgiving. You are the you are the master of your own domain. I, mean, I will tell you that it shouldn't be turkey. That's just my. I mean, see, that's what he says. Personal. See, I'm not going to shame you uh, for turkey. I will shame you for ham, though. I hate ham, and I don't want ham. So don't bring ham over to my house. But but I like ham. Yeah. See, this is where we. Ham disagree. is better than ham turkey. Is Everyone not, knows oh, this. Derek. God damn it! We were supposed to be friendly with each other, and here we're less than five minutes in, and I hate you, and I think you're wrong. But uh, I will say that there's some things I don't hate when it comes to taking a look at the Arizona Diamondbacks' future. We know yesterday that they secured the big trade to bring Ahuenio Suarez. Ahuenio, Ahuenio Suarez. <laughs> Ahuenio Whatever you guys with your ridiculous answer. pronunciation. That's like, but uh, anyway. it's like Dr. Neil L. Trash. From L. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, of course, the Diamondbacks did secure a big piece of uh, their their. I guess, short-term future, but looking at their long-term future is fairly interesting. Baseball America uh, put out a projected lineup for the Arizona Diamondbacks 2027 starting lineup. I think we have a, a look at this. Uh, that I, I like this, Jesse. There's, there's some things I like here, and then there's one thing I don't, and I will jump over this table and fight you over. Uh, as you can see here, we have at catcher, Gabriel Moreno. Uh, we have at first base, Gino Groover playing first base. Yeah. At second, we still have Cattell Marte. At third, Tommy Troy playing third base. Shortstop, Jordan Lawler. Left field, Alec Thomas. Center field, Drew Jones. Right field, Corbin Carroll. DH, the Hispanic Titanic, Ivan Melendez. Noti- noticeably missing here is uh, Jerry P, which will make me jump over this table and attack you. Uh, <laughs> they do have here in the starting pitching lineup, they have Zach Gallen as their number one, Brandon Fott as their number two, Tommy Henry, three, starting pitcher number four, Ryan Nelson, and starting pitcher number five, Yu Min Lin, with Kevin Ginkle, our guy, the Gink, closing games out for this team. What do you think about this lineup? Well, number one, I think that the idea of trying to predict what the Diamondbacks lineup and, and rotation will look like 
in 2027 is, is an absolutely Insanity. outrageous task. <laughs> and, and it's just so funny to me that like baseball America is really like right at the top of my list for, you know, their evaluations of prospects right. and like they really know their stuff. I have a subscription and am, am an avid reader of theirs. But this just seems like just a hilariously like impossible task for them for such a reputable outlet to take on. But uh, that, that is kind of their specialty, like you said. Like yeah, their specialty is seeing the future. Seeing so the they future, might, they forecasting might, as, well, the they might as well wield their powers and <laughs> tell us what the Diamondbacks rotation will look like can, on opening day four years from can now. Can I get the lotto numbers is all I want to know. Can I get the Arizona lottery numbers? The one, my, my biggest beef here. It, well, maybe this isn't my biggest beef, but I do think it's fascinating that Zach Gallen is listed as the Diamondbacks' yeah. uh, number one starter, that given about? that he is only under contract through the 2025 season. What are they uh, suggesting? They seem to be suggesting that the Diamondbacks are going to extend Zach Gallen. Uh, Let us dream, Jesse. Uh, Let us which dream. Which I, I think mm-hmm. is a loftier projection than just about anything, anything else, else that you there? see yeah. on, on <laughs> this land, list. Human land, Gino Gruber. Yeah, I, I, we've talked about that. I, you know, It's a little bit hard to see that coming together for the D-backs with, with Gallen being a Scott Boris Klein and all these things. We've talked about this before. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, from a position player standpoint, there are some interesting things to note here. Uh, if we can pull it up one more time, uh, it is interesting that the, they have Drew Jones playing center field. They have Alec Thomas moving to left field. That's not really a decision I could ever see the Diamondbacks actually making, no. if I'm being totally honest, not because all. Alec Thomas, uh, I mean, there's certainly still some some potential there offensively. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily a finished product, but he brings you so much defensively right now, and that's where a lot of his value comes from. If you make Alec Thomas a left fielder instead of a center fielder, he's just I just don't think his bat really plays there particularly well. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be more likely to move Drew Jones, a guy who theoretically there's a long way to go, but a guy whose bat really could play in a corner outfield spot someday. Uh, you'd probably rather move that guy to a corner spot than Alec Thomas. Um but again, we're so far out that who knows, right? Who knows? <laughs> this is breaking Jesse's brain because he just can't permit <laughs> himself to have fun here with this or any conversation we're going to have on this Thanksgiving episode because no stats or facts can back any of this up. And that really bothers this man. But Alec Thomas definitely has something beyond just the ability to play center field, right? And that's the thing I think I agree with you 100% on is I don't know, no matter what Drew Jones is, uh, you know, abilities are, you know, uh, what his athleticism is. There is an ability to specifically play center field at chase field that right. I, I I've gone on and on about. I've talked about it a whole bunch, but it's just not an easy place to play. And I feel like there's more to it. There's like having a higher baseball IQ when it comes to like ba- launch angles and where balls are going to land and how you're going to have to play them off of the wall or which ones you're going to be able to get to. And Alec just does that so well that much like what you were saying, I have a yeah. hard time seeing him playing anywhere other than center field, no matter how good Drew Jones is in the outfield. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, I I do think, you know, technically just going off of scouting reports, I think Drew Jones projects as a better center fielder than Alec Thomas. That's crazy. Uh, which That's is crazy. which is crazy to think about. I mean, people seem to think that you could put Drew Jones in center field at Chase Field right now, and he would probably like hold his own pretty well. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously a long way to go offensively there, so just a long way to go in general for for Drew Jones, given some of the struggles he's had early on in, in his in his very young pro career and the number of injuries that he went through this year as well. But at this point, it it seems like there's still some optimism that he can figure things out in the long term. And, you know, he just spent so much time on the injured list this season. And it was just kind of one thing right after another for him. 
numbers at the end of the year do not exactly inspire you. Um, but there's, there's a lot of time. He's still super young. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes of that. I do think it's interesting, uh, switching over to the starting rotation. There's just a lot of, a lot of guys that we're already pretty familiar with here. Um, Gallon, as we said earlier, Brandon fought at number two, Tommy Henry, Ryan Nelson, then human Lynn, a, uh, a very well-regarded pitching prospect, down in double A at, at the number five starter spot. On paper, this looks like a pretty poor starting rotation, I think. Uh, especially if Zach Allen isn't in it, then uh then it it's it's uh it's a little rough. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean I think moving forward that this is a, one of the bigger questions that the Diamondbacks as a franchise are facing is if you do lose Zach Allen in a couple years, how do you piece together a a starting rotation, especially as Merrill Kelly continues to age? We don't know. Um, you know, he might really get paid a decent amount of money after, after his deal ends in 2025 as well. So there's a lot of unknowns here moving forward. And this list of arms doesn't exactly look like a top tier starting rotation. To be fair though, baseball America does have to project this lineup out with players that are currently in their system. Because like you said, if it's a, if it's an impossible feat to try to guess this based on who's, you know, projected within their system to be part of their starting lineup, how how in the world could you even begin to factor in free agents and trades and things? They like factored that? in Gallon, didn't they? They factored because in Gallon. Technically, a free agent. Reass- yeah, but they're but they're not here, they're not like putting they're not like from a different team onto sure, onto the sure. Diamondbacks. Right? Like right. I, I would imagine, none of the teams had Yoshinobu Yamamoto on their list. Correct. Yeah. Well, none of the teams are going to, I think, have anybody that's not actually right now part of their organization as part of this kind of projected lineup. <laughs> I mean, that would be truly outrageous, right? That for would base, be for baseball America to come out and just be like, "All right, Blake Snell in 2027 yeah, is going to be the D-backs <laughs> opening day starter." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gino Groover is an interesting prospect. We have him here at at uh, first base. Baseball America also just came out with their updated Diamondbacks top 10 prospects list. Uh, Nick Picoro from the Arizona Republic does that for them, does a great job. Gino Groover is interesting. Uh, he came out and really had a solid introduction to pro ball, a guy who just really seems to have a feel for hit, uh, a feel to hit, uh, and the potential to, to maybe tap into some power as well. 15 to 20 homers, something like that seems seems very much within reason. I think Nick's comp for Groover was uh, Wilmer Flores, uh, who, of course, was the the best hitter on the, the San Francisco hitter, Giants yeah. this year. So one of the best hitters in baseball this year. Yeah, I, I think Groover has potential to be, you know, kind of a fast riser through the system. Be interesting if he's able to play third base um, instead of instead of first. I think that's sort of where the D-backs would maybe like to see him wind up but uh there's not a, a ton of mobility there it doesn't seem like so if he winds up at first when it's all said and done that wouldn't that wouldn't totally shock me. elite name and then let's just talk about gino elite Groover? name lineup yeah in general oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah you're absolutely right gino groover tommy troy jordan lawler corbin carroll drew jones come on from top to bottom, Gabby Moreno, Cattell Marte. There's not a Alec Thomas is your weakest name in that lineup. That is a pretty dull name. It's, it's yeah. your weakest name in there, and that's our young king. <laughs> Sorry, Alec, if you're watching. Yeah, this. no, you are. You know, of course. All I mean, hail. I think he would. All he hail would. Alec own, Thomas. He would own up to that, right? Yeah. Like Alec. I guess it's better than. Um, than uh, his long lost cousin Alex Thomas, uh, aka the guy that he is mistaken for very, All the time. very frequently. All the time. Uh, there are people who ask questions to uh, about Alex Thomas, yeah. uh, like to Tori Lavella or whatnot, yeah. uh, over and over again. But um, 
I don't think he actually has a cousin named Alex. Maybe we, he does. We, I don't. I, I can't confirm or deny that. We did celebrate <laughs> our uh, Young Kings uh, 30-day anniversary of when the Alec Thomas game occurred. But this is true. I believe, uh, if my math is correct, that this Saturday, I believe, would be when Alec Thomas officially declared Citizens Bank Park property of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Is that mm. how that would work out? Well, so that was on, that was two days ago, right? That we did that? Yeah. So that was Monday. So they would have traveled, no, they would have lost Tuesday, traveled to Philly Wednesday, and then won game six Thursday, game seven Friday. So, so, to, so, so tomorrow, so Black, so tomorrow yeah, would be Black, Black Friday, Friday. Yeah. Would the be also known as the one month anniversary of Citizens Bank Park being owned by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Most, most importantly, um, His Highness Sir Alec Thomas. There you go. See, and that's why his name, that's why he's been the young king this whole time is because Sir Alec, much like Sir Alec Guinness, sounds correct. And it's Sir Alec Thomas. Maybe now you can remember it that way. It's not Alex. God. But, uh, <laughs> of course, shout out to Baseball America for doing their best to see into the future because that's always uh, a murky uh, murky situation at best. But uh, we'll tell you when it comes to your future, especially your financial future, uh, one place you can trust is Desert Financial Credit Union. They have been doing it here in the in the Valley for over 84 years. They have been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. And, of course, uh, I've said this before, but they started me on my home ownership journey, and they can start you on yours as well. You can look to Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. Join a credit card that's committed to giving back to their community and sharing success with their members, as well as making sure that your financial future, uh, they have your financial future in mind with their team of financial experts who are committed to their members and, once again, the community. When you open a free checking account online, get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 today to start uh, with Desert Financial. And I'll tell you, it's a great time with all this money we're all spending around the holiday season to get some free money. Of free course, $200. Free $200. Uh, another great way to spend this holiday season with all this hectic running around, stop by our friends at Burrito Express. Fill yourself up, especially in the morning, because those breakfast burritos are undefeated. Uh, they have multiple Valley locations, but of course, that homies in Tempe uh, are the OG location, so make sure to stop by, uh, get yourself a burrito. They do some wonderful things for not only the ASU community, uh, but for community all around the Valley. So, of course, we always thank them for feeding us and filling our bellies. Grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at BurritoExp right now. Uh, of course, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Again, happy Thanksgiving to you all. Of course, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, do so now. Uh, of course, leave us a like. Drop us a like, like Gabby would say. Uh, make sure you are signed up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Also, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, please leave us a review. Five-star reviews will always help us uh, fulfill all of our holiday wishes. Of course, also make sure you subscribe there as well. Um, we have a lot to be thankful for. And I know me and this guy specifically have a lot to be thankful for. But I know Diamondbacks fans have plenty to be thankful for in 2023, right? I mean, yeah. what does what what season 2023 ended up being for this franchise, for this city, for all of us, right? I mean, of course, we have to be thankful for that run in the playoffs. That was one of 
the most exciting things I've ever experienced in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, I mean, I, I was around for the 2001 World Series, but my wa- life wasn't exactly completely revolving around this baseball team. You like were rooting for now. the Yankees, no? Uh, no. 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 Remember, <laughs> you remember I, went, Jesse? I went into that series <laughs> thinking that it was a win win situation for me. And then I okay. very quickly, uh, much like most people in the world, became a Yankees hater. Uh, during that series but you have really? to forgive me yeah yeah i got really mad at them like i really got angry with them because if you watched that series you knew that like it felt like at one point the Diamondbacks were just gonna steamroll the yankees it felt like it was gonna be a, a sweep uh and 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 it still felt like it was going to be that even though they kept giving up games late uh in late innings but uh yeah this this run this bringing this community together with everybody that we've met all the friends we've made this year this was an incredible uh you know year but the run in the playoffs specifically was amazing just absolutely amazing yeah yeah, I mean, where do you start with how great 2023 was? Good good year to be a Diamondback. Start man. start with Gabriel Moreno. Start very, with Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Start with my hair getting turned purple and yeah, me getting was, declared a, a, the mayor of Phoenix, Jesse. I think that's, that's, the memory, that. that's the memory that I think I'm most thankful for. <laughs> uh, no, it really struck me when we uh, we tweeted out that, that clip of Alec Thomas that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, on the one month anniversary that happened, Alec Thomas, this huge pinch hit two run homer against Craig Kimbrell, uh, that really kind of put the D backs on the map in, in that NLCS and was an enormous part of them being able to, to make that comeback. And I mean, we, we put out this tweet and I think it got like 2000 likes or something like that within, within a few hours. And, and there were so many people quote tweeting it about, you know, being, being there in the stands. We don't have the tweet. To, he was just talking about that tweet. Derek was waiting for me to put the tweet on the screen. I'm sorry. I was okay. Go ahead. Oh, I wasn't expecting the tweet to be on the screen. I don't, I, just calm down over there, yeah, Jacob. Gosh, My Jacob. pipe down. All right. I was let the man talk. Just because I look to you doesn't mean anything. Go ahead, Jesse. Finish your story. I just start over now. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not just, thankful for this whole situation. Just the how many people were you know either there in the stands to witness that moment or yeah. or just got to witness that moment from their couch yeah. and like we were even, all witnesses yeah even a month later like just the amount of of memories and and the weight that that moment carried and and that moment as big as it was for for the D-backs and the NLCS was still just almost a footnote in in their postseason run as a whole like there were so many different moments yeah. like that throughout yeah. the playoff run really that allowed were. them to go as deep as they did and yes, they they fell short uh, ultimately, right? They they didn't they didn't play particularly well in the World Series. We've talked about it a lot. I think they were, I think they they held their own against the Rangers more than a four to one final tally in that series That's would fair. would lead you to believe. That's fair. Uh, it, it wasn't a great series for them overall, obviously, but the fact that they were there in the first place, the fact Thankful that the Diamondbacks were the probably the the biggest story, one of the biggest stories in baseball throughout the month of October. I mean, these are things that, you know, when we started doing this a couple years ago, we're not even remotely, you know, I, I think, you know, we would have been maybe pleasantly surprised to see the Diamondbacks make the playoffs within the next couple of years after we launched this show a couple of years ago. And to see them go this far this early, I mean, the Diamondbacks were one of the best stories in baseball in, in 2023. And, and there's there's really no other way to say it than that for me. When we talk about how thankful Diamondbacks fans should be for the playoff run and how deep it went. Right. There was a time where 
I said that the Diamondbacks were going to make the playoffs early on in the season, that Danielle said they were going to make the playoffs early <laughs> on in the season, that that there that it was laughable. I mean, I believe everybody on set kind of laughed at Danielle saying it. I, I'm sure Jesse said I was a madman for even, you know, slightly believing it. But we knew that this team was going to be capable of of, of achieving somewhere near the win total, but we questioned who else wouldn't be there and we questioned how they would really do it. And to be honest, they fell right in the range of the win total we thought they would be around. Yeah, it's not like the D backs won 95 yeah, games. Yeah, we said, I, I think I said 83 <laughs> to 85 with my preseason yeah, prediction, which on. is insane, right? But that at the time did not feel like if they hit 83 games, 84 games, that that was going to be enough with the way last year's playoffs broke down to get them actually in there. To, to make that run. So I think yeah. that just not only making it to the playoffs, you know, I mean, again, there's just, there's a lot of things and it's it might sound like loser talk because it's like, how, how do we look at the bright side of not winning the world series, but going as far as they did? Well, one, we didn't <laughs> expect to be there. So Holy yeah. shit, that was fun. <laughs> and two, you cannot say enough about not only the way it brought this team together throughout that run, but the experience that it brought to the young guys that were such a big part of it, like Alec Thomas, like Corbin Carroll, yeah, like Gabby so Moreno, guys that are going to be here for a while, you know, guys that are going that that didn't have a chance to ever experience that. And we're looking to the likes of, you know, Longoria and Tommy Pham for that experience, for maybe that mentorship when they were going through these playoffs. And now they they kind of have they do have that experience now of, of what it takes to not only win in the playoffs, but they, you know, again, like what you were saying, like being down in that NLCS, having things look so bleak at a period of time uh, in, in, in game, you know, what was it? Game four, you know, essentially yeah, where, things, where things became, it, uh, there was a pivotal turnaround there. They ended up losing game five, which would have, you know, lost the series for them had they not won game four. Uh, and I think that's the thing is sometimes when you have a chance to be in a situation where you realize no matter how, how bleak things looked we won we made it we did it we did the thing that you you believe in yourself you at least have that confidence to feel like as long as we can make the playoffs as long as we can get into those meaningful games late in the season we can make something happen and that's invaluable you know what i mean it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like what i've said sometimes about the coaching staff about the experience that those other guys bring that you don't factor into the contracts of an Evan longoria or a tommy fam but it's it's just it's thankful to have this team be where they're at now when this is just the beginning of that window opening up for them to be competitive and and make playoffs and and have this kind of run thankful all Diamondbacks should be thankful for a closer Paul Seawald and having that guy that yeah. came in at the end of last year. It's going to be here next year. That's going to help this team close games out and have that consistency uh, at the end of, you know, uh, in, in high leverage situations and the way that he and Kevin Ginkle brought that just warm feeling of security uh, at the end of games for this team, even though, especially with Paul Seawald, it wasn't always easy. Sometimes it was more exciting than it needed to be, but it was still just, it's still such a great thing for this organization to be set up in the way they are going into 2024. On August 11th, the D-backs were 57 and 59. <laughs> they did not look remotely like a team that was that was heading to the playoffs. That was the point where uh, they they I mean the whole thing had just fallen apart right yeah. in in July and yeah. in early August they they lost twenty five out of thirty two games that whole thing and at that point according to FanGraphs they had a thirteen point four percent chance to make the playoffs 
and they had a 0.8% chance to win the league championship series, <laughs> which is exactly what happened. It was a, according to fan graphs, a less than 1% chance of happening. Oh my God. And that's I'm exactly, thankful for that. I'm thankful for how wrong computers can be, right? There you go. They don't, that's why I mean, they're it, not playing on computers. It wasn't wrong though. It wasn't 0%. Fan graphs <laughs> said it was possible. You got to give them some credit for we that. We just made right? it in that less than 1% window. That's Most it. Most people probably at the time would have been like, oh, I think it's even less than that. Yeah. Chance the Diamondbacks win the NL pennant. Yeah, yeah I'm going to take like 0.01 percent <laughs> or something like that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, all of the all of the players that allowed the Diamondbacks to get here. That's what makes it such a good time to to be a D-backs fan. Is you know we've talked a lot about it. How this was maybe the beginning of something as much as it was the end of something yeah. when when their season when their season did ultimately end in, in early November Corbin Carroll being you know extended and and here for a very very long time thankful for that contract extension definitely thankful for that contract extension taking place before the season that was that was my my newsletter topic yesterday was just looking back on that extension and how you know, Mike Hazen talked at the GM meetings about how he's already pretty happy that the D-backs did that. And he already yeah. see, he already feels that the team is reaping the rewards of that. Just knowing the fan base, knowing that Corbin Carroll is going to be a Diamondback for a long time. He is under team control through 2031 instead of 2028 as a result of that deal. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, Gabby Moreno, we talked about him earlier. That trade. Like, Thankful for that trade. That and, trade, and that which was... happened about a little less than a year ago. Uh, at the at the time, I I think it was it seemed like a really good move for both sides. Where depending on how Varsho and and Moreno did, you know, it could kind of swing one way or another. And in year one, at least for the D back side of things, I mean, it was a it was clearly the right move for them. I mean, Varsho I think still has a bright future ahead, but. For them, there's no question. I mean, the D-backs, if they don't do that trade, there's no way they even make the playoffs in the first place, especially given that Carson Kelly missed the first couple months of the year. Like, they would have been in a really, really tough spot from a catching standpoint if they hadn't done that. And and Lourdes Gurriel, you know, really, uh, he had his ups and downs. He was very streaky, but he was a big part of the D-backs offense this season as well. I am thankful, Jesse, that at no point during the postseason run, especially uh, when they won the NLCS, that I didn't get drunk on champagne and take <laughs> my shirt off. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I hate to break it to you, Derek, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh, that did, that, that did happen. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did my mom see it, Jesse? I just need to know, I don't know. my mom see it. I hope my mom didn't see that. God. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. For... Do, we have, we, do we have a screenshot of that? No, we, we do not know. have okay. a screenshot of that. We absolutely do I not have a screenshot have of it. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> We shouldn't. We wanted to have up. a screenshot, but Derek, no. Derek went alive. But it I does, just, it does I, I still exist the on the it's internet. Somewhere you, out there, there might, still yeah, you can still it. watch that video somewhere <laughs> out there. But uh, speaking of Thanksgiving and things we're thankful for, once again, we're thankful for all of you guys being here, uh, here right now. Of course, uh, we know the holiday season is here, so a great way for you guys to go out there and get some gifts for your loved ones is to get some Arizona Lottery Holiday Scratchers. Uh, Holiday Scratchers from Arizona Lottery make the last-minute shopping easy, which is something this guy is guilty of all the time, uh, and he needs ideas. So this is a good time for us to share these ideas with Jesse. They're a perfect gift, though, let's be honest. It's a little dangerous for me, though, because like that's a pretty easy out right there. That's so easy (laughs) for you. Like There's a Circle K right by your house. You know you can go get them there. I'm still going to be pacing around the sky. Scottsdale Mall 
at 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. I think but you I love have it. A I great think it's because you love plan. it. Yeah, that is a great backup plan for sure. Uh, just scratchers, off season. Just go buy your gifts early. Never. Don't even don't away. start. No, you cannot reason not. with this man when it comes to buying gifts early, especially when holiday scratchers make it so easy for him, Jacob. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. So now Jesse has no reason to even try to shop before Christmas Eve. He'll be out there getting holiday scratchers uh, for everybody on his list, and you can too. Let's be honest. Sometimes you you it, let's. It's a great gift. That's the best part about it. It's not a bad gift you're not stopping and getting you know the the like uh what is it like the the drugstore like knockoff toys you know the ones that look like they're from encanto but they're like from <laughs> you know discanto or something like that right like, don't get those go get holiday scratchers for everybody uh on your list you can win up to half a million dollars and we talked about it yesterday but if i get you a scratcher and you win a half million dollars you have to break me off some so uh, most, most christmas be, gifts don't have the potential to pay yeah out like to pay that. back out to you that you got them the gift come on like if I give if I give my brother a wallet, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing yeah, in it. Yeah, like right. It's not. If he puts forty in there, he's not giving you ten because you gave him a place for him to put his money, right? So go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Uh, of course, another great gift this holiday season is Shady Rays. It's gear built to last. Premium polarized sunglasses. Everybody that lives in Arizona should have a premium pair of sunglasses, and Shady Rays does so without the premium cost that some other companies charge you. They also have an insane lost and broken replacement plan that says even if you lose your shady rays on day one they will replace them for you no questions asked even if they're a gift the person you gave them to they just have to contact whoever bought them and get their say i broke them broke them i'm sorry i broke them sat on them can you get me a new pair say less fam you'll probably shame them more than shady rays will shame you remember that because they do not uh do that they will allow you to exchange your sunglasses for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days there's no risk at all when you shop either online at shadyrays.com or at their location at Kirlin Commons here in town. Shady Rays is currently in their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. Go to shadyrays.com and try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I might have to do the uh, the prescription sunglasses thing because I'm really tired of... of uh of you know having i have i have my shady rays mm-hmm. which are which are excellent sunglasses mm-hmm. but it just isn't a great look when i like stack them on top of my existing glasses yeah, it isn't I, I, i've tried it and some yeah. people just don't like yeah. it i've gotten some yeah. weird looks yeah. so uh with those I, with those shoes you need a cooler pair of sunglasses i, I probably you can need wear more than, yeah i need to yeah. do better than stacking glasses on my face that's so for sure you maybe you maybe i'll uh, maybe i'll do that you need to try harder but i did want to talk about you a uh, fictional scenario with you where you and i uh, have <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner with the Arizona Diamondbacks. This was a fun tweet that came up. I think it was in regards to the Yankees, but uh, the general idea here is what are Diamondbacks players and coaching staff bringing to your Thanksgiving dinner that you invite them to, right? Yeah, shout I out mean, Stanzo on Twitter for this. Shout out Stanzo on Twitter for that. And of course, we all know there's no doubt in my mind that Tori Lavolo is making the turkey. Can we all agree that Tori is making and bringing the turkey? I think Tori is a little bit too classy for turkey, though, right? Wow. Oh, like, here is his like turkey he's, slander he's again. He's bringing a much nicer meat than yeah. the most generic. Do you want to like, have him bring ham? Is it a ham that he's bringing because he, you're I so think, fond of ham? I think that would be more, yeah. more his speed. Like yeah. a spiral ham? But he's going to let Paul Seawald cut it. Yeah, yeah right? I, I could definitely. Yeah, the right? dads. Yeah. yeah, the dads it's are the getting together. The dads, for sure. They're going to do that thing where they hang out in the backyard by the barbecue, even though nothing's actually on the grill. With just beer, drinking beers. Yeah, yeah beer just drinking beers, just talking. Yep. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just chopping it up. But no, in regards to Thanksgiving, it's definitely the turkey I'm with Derek. 
It's the turkey. It's the turkey. It's the turkey. Is he frying the turkey or is he? Yeah, smoking he's definitely the doing something extra. He, he strikes me as a. The, as he brined it. Like okay. what? He brined it and then cooked it, and then he's going to tell you everything he did do it. He's going to tell you how he like put freshly cut like garlic underneath the skin everywhere, and he did all this stuff. Maybe if and it's then, an especially elaborate. No, I but see, see, here's the thing: is Jesse is going to eat a slice of it, no matter how much work he put into it, and still be disappointed because it's just turkey. Probably. Probably. I you still see? don't think Brian is a word. <laughs> I swear to God, it's a process. Uh, sous vide is also a process. But, okay, uh, but we need to move on to, like, the younger guys, right? So you Corbin, and I had a Corbin disagreement Carroll. about Corbin Carroll. Because I think he's bringing the green bean casserole with nah. the onions on top. It's easy. It's traditional. He's going to put more work in than the other young guys himself, 23-year-old guys like Alec Thomas and Gabby. Casserole is just, like... It's kind of a like a a dish for I don't know I feel like an older individual would make a casserole. No, like no. like you don't you don't go to like the house of somebody who's in their early twenties and they're Corbin making you a casserole tradition. for dinner. Corbin right? respects tradition. He's gonna respect the game. I almost said, oh, have you met Corbin Carroll? But he's met Corbin Carroll, and I his have. personality strikes me as somebody that's just going to make like like a a solid side dish. Yeah, Corbin Carroll is a bit of a self declared foodie. Uh, he oh. was on foul territory yesterday and he talked about how he has like a, I think he has like a map on his phone with all of the best places to eat on the road. And he talked about how he wanted okay. to assemble like a list of great food places for young players. So we can get together and do all this. I'm saying is I don't think you're going to see like a whole bunch of casserole places on the list. I think oh Corbin's God, a little that's bit, a little bit classier than that. What you, what Flandering is green bean casserole. It's wild. I, wanna, I actually really right like, the, I actually right like green bean casserole. But <laughs> you're right. When you, when you phrase Come it that on. way, it yeah. doesn't disrespectful. Respect the pilgrims. But I, I will say that Corbin is a big sushi guy, and he did talk up a particular sushi place, like a hole-in-the-wall place, I think, in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Corbin would maybe find some great sushi just to rock bring the to boat. the gathering. So you're saying Thanksgiving for this team is just going to be just non-Thanksgiving foods. He doesn't foods. get it. Like, we're making <laughs> them make something, and you're just having them stop yeah, and pick but, up sushi yeah, on but, the way to Thanksgiving? But they're just, I don't know, I feel Corbin like... Corbin Carroll respects tradition more than, than to do that. If he's a foodie, he's bringing some elevated form of sweet potatoes where the marshmallow on top <laughs> isn't marshmallow. It's like marshmallow foam. I was going to go been, Gabby is the sweet potato cat. Were you? Yeah. See, Alec is bringing plastic cups, right? Can we all agree? <laughs> yeah, Alec is bringing cup the cup and the, like the minimum. And I, I don't there's know. been so much Alec Thomas slander in this there? show. I, I didn't First, feel like we're we were saying doing he has that. like the most boring name on the team. <laughs> oh, yeah, now we're right. saying he's going to bring right. plastic cups to saying, Thanksgiving. I, I just feel, I just feel like he's the kind of guy that like he wants to contribute, but he's definitely not cooking something. <laughs> he's definitely not cooking something, right? So it's either the rolls which will still need to be heated up by somebody else at our house or the plastic cups and cutlery and whatnot. Right. That seems fair for the young guy. What about uh, what about like a, maybe like a vegetable tray? Is that a little Ooh, bit? Ooh, like a, a like a like a like a snack platter. Yeah, like a snack platter yeah. for like yeah, pre-gaming a little do bit. That. Okay, that, does that give him a little bit more credit? Yeah, he stopped at like sprouts or something yeah, the day before. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you sure. got? Uh, well, I was gonna I was gonna go a different direction here. You mentioned rolls. Yes. Uh, it's got to be the new guy. 
the he new guy. Know, he doesn't know anybody on the team. A. Eugenio Suarez. Suarez is going to bring the rolls because it is something everybody will eat. He, it he is doesn't know last people minute. yet. He just he got just invited. invited. Party, right? <laughs> like, yeah. He was like, shit, I got to bring something. Yeah, maybe he's the Cubs guy. I don't know. And we're letting him have a pass on that because we know we just invited him, right? You're not expecting someone you invited last night to Thanksgiving dinner today to actually make something right that would I feel be insane like, but i feel like the true last ditch effort like if you're attending some sort of thanksgiving gathering or friendsgiving gathering is you just go to the supermarket and you buy a pie you just buy like a pre-made mm, pie because that's we also need, good we need dessert it's also good and not everyone's got time to jerry like, is do bringing the whole the homemade, homemade thing jerry is bringing the homemade pie Right. Jerry is bringing the homemade pie. Yeah. There's nobody on this team that would make homemade pie better than Jerry. And here's the thing is you're going to think his mom made it or something like that. And then you're going to find out that he slaved for six hours the day before <laughs> making making the crust from scratch. Like out of one flour thing, one and, thing and Perdomo has crackers. the intangibles. He does have the intangibles. All the intangibles. He does the little things that you don't see. That's why he would put all of that love and work he into it. He is the homemade yeah. pie. He's like, he wore an apron while making it and got a little bit of like flour Chef on his Jerry. Yeah, yeah, it's Chef a, Jerry. Yeah. Chef Jerry P. Excellent leadership qualities there. It all, it, it all it makes sense. <laughs> Christian Walker's bringing the alcohol, right? Like He's bringing bourbon for sure. An excessive amount and of the hard bring, liquor. So here's where, this is, here's where this gets interesting because Jesse mentioned that Tori would have something other than turkey. No, I think Tori's going traditional. I think Christian Walker is showing up with prime rib. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm pretty on board yeah. with that too. That was first my of all, thought. it's red meat, which we know that that's Christian Walker's majority of his diet, right? Like it's just straight raw red meat. Um, but yes, prime rib. He's gonna want to like kind of class it up, just like he does with the bourbon, right? People are drinking Coors Lights in the clubhouse, and he's like, hold, hold my, you know, whistle pig. Basically, is what he's saying. <laughs> it's like hold my beer, but it's a, it's a fancy whiskey. Uh, anyway, but yeah, no, like of course, yeah, like that's why, uh, yeah, that's absolutely what he would do. I. I still think he's going to bring an excessive amount of alcohol. Like he stopped at Bevmo on the way home or on the way there and got like the full, Oh, there was a coupon for you buy spend 75. He spot $75 worth of liquor to get like the $10 yeah, he's, off. He's the beer and liquor. Yeah. For but sure. Gallon is showing up at the wine. Gallon is gallon. Yeah, is showing I up think with that's, the wine. I, think, I do think that's pretty, it's going to be an expensive bottle of wine. Isn't it like high class, but one, like he won't, he wouldn't have thought to bring He's got for the this classic party, sweater over the collar yeah. shirt. Yeah. Got his glasses. He's going. not bringing two buck Chuck from Trader Joe's, right? He's actually bringing a good, it'd be a, a nice, good expensive. It'd be a nice spot. Yeah. You think it's a, you think like it's the cool. one that they gave Miguel Cabrera in Oakland. There you go. You think <laughs> anyway. it's, you think it's a white wine or a, no, it's or a red wine. It's a red wine. It's a red wine. Yeah. I think I agree. And its that. label is completely in a different language. Not a single English word on the label. What yeah, else we got? Cattell? Cattell's showing up one time. Guys, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I just feel like he has better things to do than come to our party. David Peralta wouldn't have showed up on time, but that's no, just... definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, any anybody else we missed? Anybody else you got over there on your list? Merrill. Merrill. What's Merrill bringing, Jesse? Um, I feel I don't know, like a quality. Just a solid quality side mashed dish. Potatoes? Yeah, like ma like you mashed gotta potatoes. have mashed potatoes. Yeah, he could do mashed potatoes mashed for sure. Potatoes. Mashed potatoes yeah. from Merrill and mashed, sweet potato mashed, casserole yeah. from Gabby. Yeah. Yeah, they mashed potatoes. That's that is Merrill Kelly, right? <laughs> like they don't get the credit they deserve. Is that <laughs> they don't get the credit they deserve? But mashed potatoes are like the glue that holds the team together. Are you kidding me? Merrill Kelly was absolutely the glue at times for this starting rotation. He was the best consistent starter for this team. 
And he just does it does it without any fanfare, like you even said earlier, right? We always talk about Zach Gallon's contract, you know, being up. We never talk about Merrill Kelly's contract being up, and at times Kelly has been yeah, better than Zach Gallon, you point. know. So like, yeah, and mashed potatoes are just incredible. They need a little gravy to go with them. Is so Brandon, maybe, Brandon Fott brings the gravy. Maybe Brandon brings the gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah what about so. Jake McCarthy? Like, is he showing up with Red Bull or like an energy <laughs> drink? Bull, yeah. If someone is coming up with a copious number of energy drinks, yeah, so that, that's, Jake that's McCarthy brings the Red Bull. Well, he definitely brought like whatever the mixers were. Him and him and Christian Walker had a discussion about what like hard liquors were being brought and what he needed. <laughs> yeah, to bring Jake McCarthy's like gonna bring sodas, sodas and be like, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I he think forgot we to that. get something and he went to the store yeah, on the way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like most of these guys are too busy to actually do the cooking themselves, except Jerry P, who we know slaved over that pie all day long. But <laughs> uh, we do want to say we are thankful for this Arizona Diamondbacks team and all of the fun. That they brought us uh, not only this year, but this postseason run. But we also wanted to discuss a little bit about what we're thankful for around here at PHNX. Uh, I know I'm very thankful for the tireless work of Jesse Friedman and all he did during that postseason run. Uh, because time you said something. I nice. know, right? Oh this is this is like this is going to be gross. I'm going to vomit in my mouth a couple of times while doing all of this, but I'll choke it back and say some nice things about people. But Jesse put in a lot of tireless nights, a lot of time working. I mean. I know you also had the time of your life uh, going to all these ballparks and doing all the stuff you did, but yeah. it wasn't easy. And I was there with you as far as like the road that you had. And, and uh, we appreciate all of your hard work, uh, even though sometimes we only got to talk to you five minutes uh, or 10 <laughs> minutes at a night after after a game was over. But uh, it was a tremendous it was tremendous for me to see you uh, get to do all of that stuff and, and just to grow as a journalist as you have over the past year. Well, I have to, I mean, I guess I'm obligated to say that I guess I appreciate you too, but, but it just feels, it feels completely disingenuous now. <laughs> Gosh, uh, but I'm going to take a hard right turn yeah, from that ahead, and that. Uh, talk about Patrick Lyons. He yeah. was a big part Patrick. of our uh, D-backs postseason coverage. Cannot and, say enough uh, about that guy. Yeah, man. basically, basically left his family and moved to Arizona he for did. a month to help us cover the D-backs postseason run because yeah. uh, Sean was off doing his his all city thing, and we were a little bit short on on people around here. And Jesse's uh, still getting his did, mail. Did a great job. Yeah, his yeah, yeah. yeah. Pat, Patrick <laughs> did redirect all of his mail to my townhouse, and we're still we're still working out uh, some arrangements mm -hmm. there, but. Uh, yeah, we could say we're thankful for everybody around this office. Can't say enough about uh, Saul and, and Espo and everything that they have done, not only for us as a company, but just helping this whole thing we do exist. So those guys are tremendous and they put in uh, so much work uh, to keep things running around here. So can't thank them enough, not to mention the number of shows they do and everything they do. Jacob, our head of production, we thank you a, a tremendous amount. We're so thankful for Jacob because we have had a lot of personnel changes around here. It hasn't always been easy at times, especially during this playoff run that we went on. So it was just great to have uh, Jacob, you know, being here for us and, and doing everything that, you know, uh, I think he at one point was rocking his baby to sleep with one hand and cutting videos <laughs> for us uh, on his phone with the other, or at least with the laptop. Uh, Damon Dog, obviously Damon. Just again for all of the hard work that, woof, woof. that he put in. Woof woof to bark, Damon. Bark. bark bark. The people's uh, producer. But yeah, I mean, honestly, it took a whole team to get all of this stuff up so quickly. Michaela Perkins did just such an excellent job on social media for us. Uh, and just everybody around here. We're so thankful for all the new faces. Danielle Cortez, Eric Ruby, just how our, you know, little company here continues to grow and all of the new pieces we've added. But Really, uh, for me personally, I'm just thankful for this family here at PHNX, including every single one of you. You guys yeah. have made this, uh, honestly, 
the most enjoyable job I've ever had in my entire life. I just can't imagine doing uh, anything uh, that that has brought me as much joy as this. And uh, you guys, the community, the Arizona Diamondbacks community that has created uh, because of our show and because you guys have all decided to come here and stop by and give us your time uh, has been an incredible community to be a part of. Yeah, it really does blow my mind that like, wow, some of these people, they tune into our show like every single day. Elizabeth, they, like, who they lives listen in New to York? us on audio every single She's day. She's got so much to I'm do. Like, New York's wow. I, you know? If we're as big as, of like a Diamondbacks fan as I was growing up, yeah. I don't know if there was any show I would ever listen to Never. every single day. Never. So Never. some of you amaze me with yeah. your uh, your willingness to put up with us on, <laughs> on a near daily basis. Uh but yeah, I mean, you guys are ultimately what what uh, allows us to do what we do. The the fact that you know we're hopefully not just sitting here talking to ourselves every day, um, and uh, yeah, it means so much. Just the support that we've received, we've grown a lot uh, throughout this year, in particular yeah. with the D backs uh, going on the run that they did. Um, and yeah, if you're you know if you're newer to the show, we. Um, you know, we're excited to to get to know you more in the chat a little bit, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can get to know you better uh, as as the months go on here. I'm thankful that Jesse became uh, one of our local baseball writers association of America heroes here in town. There you go. I'm thankful yep. that I got <laughs> crowned mayor of the city of Phoenix by Heidi Watney on an episode of Apple, uh, whatever Apple TV, Apple Plus, TV whatever, Plus, whatever they call know, it Plus. now. Max, um, but, <laughs> Apple TV Pro Max. <laughs> uh, but it's been so much fun, and we thank you guys again so much uh, for being a part of all of this. Uh, uh, we just, you, you guys built this. We are just a part of it, so we appreciate you in the Discord, uh, all of our diehard members, all of you guys so much. But uh, this is this is it's, it feels like a goodbye, like a yeah. sign off. This we'll be a, back tomorrow. We'll be back yeah, tomorrow don't. at one o'clock, and then Monday. <laughs> you know what we do. It's uh, you know you're the snake. It's uh, you know all that stuff, and it's always Monday. It's always mailbag. Jesse's gonna kill mailbag Mondays one of these days. By the way, so you guys need to make sure you do everything <laughs> to not let this man murder mailbag Mondays. But I'm thankful uh, for everybody here that helps us get this show uh, going and and doing what we do. So, uh, but again, we thank you guys so much for stopping by. We appreciate appreciate all of our partners too because uh, our guy max who we didn't mention deserves his flowers as well he does an incredible job at not only uh finding new partners for us to work with but you know i don't know if you guys have noticed but i get to talk about weed a lot on this show and to be honest uh, <laughs> it makes it really easy for me to talk about things i love like weed uh speaking of which uh thanksgiving might not be over for you yet and you might not for you you might not remember what i was telling you earlier in the week but Grab yourself a Wink Seltzer uh, for uh, if you have a stressful Thanksgiving day planned. Wink, of course, is the uh, official seltzer of Derek Montia. Uh, it is also will just get you a wink high. Uh, how high will you get? Just a wink. I did that backwards. Uh, but, of course, you got to check out Wink. Uh, it has just a perfect balance of THC and CBD. Uh, it's bubbly enough to work a room, but bubbly enough to keep uh, your wits about you. You also uh, can get Wink uh, if you are looking for a new drink, an alternative to alcohol. It also has zero calories, zero sugar, and it tastes just like your refreshing flavored seltzer. It's available right now in either in a two and a half milligram or five milligram can. You can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all Sunday Good dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica dispensaries in Tucson. You can also save money online by going to drinkwink.com. That's W-Y-N-K. And use promo code PHNX for 20% off. And again, uh, after all of this, uh, 
Thanksgiving hecticness, hecticness, uh, and and of course Black Friday. Got to make sure to treat yourself, and a great way to do so is with our friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos because nobody does it better. It is an absolutely outstanding place for a staycation, or like I said, if you had family staying in town, maybe you let them stay at your house and you go stay at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. It's a great idea, if you ask me. They offer an authentic and immersive experience. It's all about entertainment. They have unprecedented le- le- unprecedented levels of entertainment and excitement. You won't find anywhere else. Uh, They have a state-of-the-art gaming floor with over 800 slot machines. And again, of course, I'm big Lotus Land fan myself, but uh, you can get the 15 blackjack tables, live gaming tables, and Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. They also have incredible dining and the pools, you know, it's Arizona. Pools are warm and and you can jump in them any time of the year around here so belly on up and let them show you what the next level is all about you do you at gila river resorts and casinos visit play at gila.com for more details well jesse uh, again thankful uh for you as a co-host thankful for Aww. all of you guys out there i mean it i i'm just i'm <laughs> surly and uh, mean all the time but uh i do appreciate all of you Sappy. guys very much uh shut up idiot uh anyway <laughs> there he is <laughs> he's, he's back he's, he's back, back baby all of that all right got all of that gushiness out you morons but anyway <laughs> we love you guys we appreciate you so much of course you can follow us on twitter i am at cap underscore caveman with a k Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, Father Overlord Jacob is at Fage. Uh, no, he's not. He's at <laughs> he's Jacob at, underscore Franklin at four because he's the fourth best Jacob Franklin in existence. But of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs and all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on inter- Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We thank you guys again. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Tori Lavolo. Let's Paul Seawald cut the ham.